What up? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 30 of the No Mercy podcast. This is your Turkey Day gambling edition with myself and the Algoholic. We fucking lit the world on fire in this pod, in my opinion. Thanksgiving Day games, we don't know where every single game, every single bet, every single prop that could have you fucking cashing all Turkey Day. More info that we've given on any podcast ever, I think, as far as bets are concerned. So that's in the second half of the pod. First half of the pod went heavy on the Rams-Chiefs game from last night. That's sending shockwaves through the universe. I went on my Things Tommy G Invented rant about how I predicted that all these analytics coaches were fucking games up at the end. And now everyone in the industry is starting to realize it. A month later, as usual, went into last week's bets. I was right on the Chiefs-Rams game, and I was right on the coaching and I was wrong on my bets last week so I went over some of the bad beats from last week and how we rebound from a from a tough weekend which last week was my toughest of the entire year talked about Rob's first good tweet ever where he did a DraftKings type fantasy draft with salaries for every food for Thanksgiving and building the optimal turkey day food lineup and I ripped him apart throughout that for his many many mistakes went over Rob's Twitter And then at the end, we dropped our two favorite rule changes. Um, Rob's was good. Mine was great, as usual. I'm really good at this. But I have a rule change at the end of this podcast, which could revolutionize football, help player safety, help scoring, help fans enjoy the game more, bring in more revenue. It's the nut rule change. So you don't want to miss that. Get over to GuruElite.com, 20% off the whole entire website, 20% off the whole site for Black Friday week. Uh, we have promo code free money 20 free money 20 is your promo code you could use that on anything dfs gambling you name it you could use it also get over to mybookie.ag they have some great thanksgiving promos which we talk about on the pod and then fantasy draft fantasydraft.com they're still running that free roll uh you guys know i qualified for the live final over there if you want to join me in that final you can enter the free roll and win five tickets 200 dollars value each to play in the qualifier in the upcoming weeks. I will have a link for that in my article at guruelite.com. So, this episode is a banger. Without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 30 of the No Mercy podcast. I took an extra 45 seconds to make sure I was recording Robert on both devices. I am here with the Algoholic MLB model. What's up, Rob? I am here to stuff your turkeys with cash. Oh, God. <laughs> How's that? No good? No, is that bad? Yeah, I have like four of them written down. You want me to go through them? What? You have what? Like intros. I'm oh yeah, let's intro, let's hear so. your let's hear your potential intros. Let's see if you pick the right one. Uh, that's rock. What is it? That's rock. That's rock. No, that's rock. Like that's 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 rock. Let's go. Okay, that's terrible. Okay, how about just let's go. No, that's bad. Okay, uh, and then the other one is I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> that's better. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're all bad. They're all they're all atrocious. <laughs> But I'm here is probably more fitting for you because, you know, you're very non-creative and, and fairly retarded. So that actually makes for a good one. Okay. I'm here. 
<laughs> there we go. I like it. All right. We can make shirts with that. I'm here. So anyway, this is a Thanksgiving special, little Turkey Day special. So what we're going to do on this podcast today is we're going to go through the Thanksgiving Day games, uh, probably towards the middle of the podcast because we got to talk about Chiefs and Rams. want to talk about last week, look back, and the bloodbath that was my betting weekend. Uh, Rob, you sent a tweet out about Thanksgiving DFS, which I have a lot to say about. A lot. Good. Let's do it. Let's I thought, do it. I thought it was. I thought it was like your intro, where it was. It was excellent effort, terrible execution. So we're going to talk about that, uh, and then we'll do our our segment that we do every week now. NFL rule changes. I think I hit the nuts, Rob. And and since you don't follow my Twitter and I don't follow your Twitter because we basically just stay in our own mentions, um, I don't even think you've heard this one yet. So I'm pretty okay. excited Good. to unveil that, and then obviously we'll go through your Twitter account. So let's start. With a couple things we got going on at the site right now, we have a promotion, Black Friday week. I just learned this was a thing yesterday on the phone when Rob and the bod were telling me about Black Friday week. I was like, what do you mean? We're going to do a sale on Friday? They're like, no, it's all week. Everyone does it all week. I'm like, okay. So I guess uh, Black Friday week is a thing. So anything on our entire site, on the entire site, DFS, gambling, MMA, sports, doesn't matter. Everything on the site is 20% off this week. I think that ends when? Sunday, Rob? Sunday. Sunday. Kickoff. Yeah, and Sunday kickoff. And that's using promo code FREEMONEY20. So FREEMONEY20 is the promo code for 20% off the whole entire site. So whatever you guys have, I know some people are going to say, well, I just bought uh, basketball three days ago. All right, well, you could use it on something else. Like that's... That's it. You could use it on an additional item. If you have any issues, concerns, comments, anything, don't tweet at me. I'm not your customer service guy. I pay the bod a lot of money to handle all those questions, right, Rob? Talk to the bod. Talk to the bod. Go to the DMs at Guru Elite DFS on Twitter and talk to the bod. Don't tweet at me. Every time something goes on with the site, Rob, everyone yeah. tweets at me. Tommy, right. the, this is down. Tommy, this is up. Tommy, this word is wrong. To, like, I, I'm not the editor. I'm not the tech guy. I'm not the customer service guy. I'm here to do shows, give picks, and hang out with you guys and chat. That's my job. Tweet at the alcoholic if you got no, it. Yes, tweet no. at him. Fucking no. blow his fucking account up. Because the other problem is, Rob, my mentions are always hundreds, right? right. Like, if I yeah. shower, I come back to 20, 30 mentions. So when you do mention me in those things, they're getting buried anyway. So no one goes on Rob's fucking Twitter. His Twitter's no. like a fucking graveyard. There's tumbleweed. So every single problem you ever have for the rest of your life, first tweet at the alcoholic. No, you fucker. <laughs> Actually, this is a great opportunity. If you have nothing else to say, just slide in the Guru Elite DMs and tell the bod, what up? <laughs> just just blow those dms up for me and uh that's just a little you know the alcoholics could stick it to the bodies that way if you slide oh, in those dms gonna fucking stab you <laughs> <laughs> so 20 percent off the whole entire site this week any package you guys want uh you can go to guruelite.com slash subscribe click the green join here button uh, and you can access all the different packages and then obviously we have the drop down for the specific sports if there's something specific with their own landing pages um there's also something big going on at my bookie this week, Rob, which you were telling me about pre-show, and I just have too much on my mind right now, so I said, you fucking do this part. So Yeah, I was talking to Marcus, so uh, who's the head odds maker over at my bookie, 
So they have a turkey day free play. No risk, all gravy is what it says. Literally, if you go to my bookie, of course, sign up, use promo code Guru Elite, get 100% sign up bonus. Promo code uh, Guru Elite. 100% money. And there's a free bet for you there. You can just make a bet on the Turkey Day games. It's 100% free for you to do it. If you lose, they give you your money back. And he is fucking worried about this. I told him he was a dumbass for running this. It's like, why are you doing that? Um, But they're doing it. So if I were you, I would get over there, get your free play in, get your bonus money. I'm doing it. It's up to how much? Like 500 bucks or something, too? I don't even know, man. I haven't pre- I haven't got down yet. But I, I thought I saw worried. something on because the second I heard that, I was like, I like free money, and yeah. uh, I think it's up to five hundred dollars. <laughs> right. So if you lose, I it's don't free quote money. me on that. I'm going over there right now trying to right. figure it out. But uh, I know you get your bet back, and I thought I saw five hundred bucks. So don't quote me on that. But let's go shut down my bookie, and and in the middle of the podcast, we're going to give you the plays uh, for all the games. But what I want to first talk about, Rob, is this mm-hmm. game last night. Okay. Yeah. We first of all, if you didn't watch it, you're a fucking idiot because even Rob, who goes to bed at like nine thirty, was up tweeting about this game as it ended at fucking close to midnight. So Rob, congratulations for you actually staying up to watch a football game and me not having to uh fill you in on it the next morning. Congratulations to the fucking NFL for finally giving me a game worth staying up for on that's Monday. A, that's night. actually very well said, Rob. I, I actually commend you for that. That is a good point. Even though we had about 467 penalties to start the game, uh, the, it did kind of calm down a little bit with the officials. I'm sure they had a little talking to at halftime where it was like, guys, we have the best game maybe in the history of football. And that's the question I want to ask you first before I go on my many rants. Was this the single best game in the history of the NFL? Now, I know there's recency bias, right? So everything that happens recently, we always think is the best. I actually spent a lot of time to come down off the high and think this through and think about the best games I've ever seen. And this was better than all of them, in my opinion. So contextually, I went through this morning just looking at some things. Uh, teams that scored 50 points or more are 216 and 0. Yeah, How it's about the first that time. One? Both of these teams scored 50 points. Um for me personally, and I'm, I'm with you, Tommy, I was trying to go back for my recency bias. I'm a Steelers fan, so mm-hmm. I'm going through the Super Bowls, which are way better for me right. as a fan. But just for a pure enjoyment standpoint, this had fucking everything. Everything. Defensive touchdowns. So I, there wasn't anything that was not in this game. And I would say if you weren't a football fan, you would still have fun watching this game. Right. Yeah. It was just so much it, 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 I mean, the, it, literally, like you said, it had everything. Because in order to be the best game ever, you need some controversy too, right? Like you have to have some coaching decisions that were mm-hmm. questionable. You have to have some flags that were questionable. You have to have that that Monday morning chatter around it, right? You know, a, a clean game straight through, believe it or not, normally wouldn't be the best game because it wouldn't cause the mu- as much water cooler talk. Like, you need to be bitching about McVay and what was Reed thinking and what was that pass interference penalty and why did they do this and why did they do that and why were they running the ball for three straight drives and then they threw the ball when they should have been running the ball. Like, you want all that stuff to make it exciting and entertaining. Um, you had two young quarterbacks, like which could end up being two of the best quarterbacks in the entire NFL. You had fast teams. You had defenses fucking falling apart. No one wants to fucking watch a 3 nothing game. So we, we want this. We want chaos. chaos. So I thought it was the best game ever. If this was the Super Bowl or a playoff game, 
it would have been hands down the best game mm-hmm. ever. So That's right. when you take the context out, when you take recency bias out, when you take stage out, it's by far the best game. I, I, I don't I don't think there's any question of it. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't see how it could have gotten any better. There was like, like you said, Tommy, the the one thing that we're gonna talk about, I'm sure, is just the decision making that went into some of these some of these plays and gives us a chance to scream about it, right? So that that's almost as important as the game to me because there was just a few head scratchers here for me. I mean, you said something to me that caused me to scream at you in the pre show. When I said, have you not been fucking following me? Like, do you not do you not look at my Twitter? Do you not listen to my podcast? <laughs> what was it that you said, Rob, that literally sent me into a motherfucking tailspin? McVeigh's overrated. No, you said it differently. You go, oh, you know what, oh. Tommy? I'm thinking McVeigh might be a little overrated. <laughs> like, it's yeah? this new fucking thought that you just came into your mind and the whole universe is mine. Meanwhile, fucking fucking three or four weeks ago, I was pounding the fucking street saying McVeigh is overrated. I am the biggest McVeigh fan out there. I even said that he made me doubt my sexuality as a man. I love him so much. But he's overrated. He fucks up at the end of games every game. It started three or four weeks ago in that Mm -hmm. Philly game. He did it in the Saints game. He did it in this game. He's doing the same exact thing in every game. He turns white as a ghost when a game is close in the fourth quarter. Literally, you could see it in his face. Then all of a sudden, he starts overanalyzing. It's great that you're analytical. It's great that you take chances. It's great that you run fun plays. But you can't overanalyze at the end of the game. So what he ends up doing, he ends up getting caught up with 10 minutes left in a tie game. He's like, ah, oh, fuck, what defense should we call? What offense should we call? A, a timeout, timeout. And he fucking calls timeouts, and he blows his timeouts. If you've noticed, the end of every single game for the last month, McVay's had one to zero timeouts left in big spots because he treats the 10th minute with 10 minutes left like it's the last minute because he's overanalyzing. Then he starts getting conservative. They threw on first down nonstop the whole fucking game to the point where Gurley was non-existent in the first half. That's when they were marching. Throw, 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 throw. The second Kansas City came back and the fourth quarter approached, ran on first down three straight drives. And that fucking wide receiver screen that Sean McVay seems to think is sneaky on third down at the end of the games with a lead, everyone knows you're fucking doing it. Here's what McVay is going to do in a close game in a fourth quarter. He's going to run on first down for a yard and a half. He's going to do some sort of fucking wide receiver reverse, bubble screen, or, or hitch to a tight end. And then he's going to run on third and seven, the wide receiver screen, normally to the left side, and it does, and he does get the first. He's afraid to throw the ball downfield. He's afraid to throw the slants. He's afraid to throw go routes. He's afraid to throw anything downfield if they have the lead. And then he ends up kicking back to the other team and giving a Mahomes, a Wentz, a Russell Wilson the chance to come down against his shitty-ass defense and win the game. And what happens every time? He gets fucking bailed out. Every single fucking time by an interception or a strip sack or a defensive touchdown and his defense makes one play, a fluky play. That is not going to last. He's going to regress and he's going to cost his team a Super Bowl. You know, with one minute left last night, he ran that bubble wide receiver screen he runs out it to non-stop. the right. It was almost picked off and it was a wide open pick six if that man makes that grab. So that game ends totally differently and I think people are way down on McVay today. 
They, they did the same be. shit he did every game. He cost us money. Was it last week he cost yes, us money? Dude, it's every week he's doing this. I was so screaming I, at him for fucking for kicking a field goal up two from fourth and goal from the one against Russell Wilson. Like, what are you trying to go up five four with your shitty fucking secondary? Like, go up nine and lock the game down. Like, fuck. totally agree. And I love some of his play calling. I really do. I think he's a strong coach. I love what he's doing. I hope he hasn't peaked. But he's got to get his shit together in some of these situations. And it's not man. just it's- him. My point was that it's not just him. It's all these analytics coaches. Andy Reid, Peterson. I mean, God, watch a fucking Eagles game and you realize Peterson is completely overwhelmed. And then Shanahan from the Niners. Like, clock management. Fucking atrocious. Like, disastrous week after week what they do with clock management. Andy Reid last night actually went for it. By the way, McVay didn't go for it on fourth and inches. That one time with Brandon Cooks, too, with, in the fourth quarter, which was crazy. And then he kicks the ball back to fucking KC, and Andy Reid does go for it on fourth and one and gets it and should have won the game if Mahomes didn't fucking force the ball. That's a whole nother discussion for another time, Mahomes and what he looks like in these, these big games right now. But Andy Reid actually admitted in the press conference three times, I called bad plays at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. That's my fault. I called bad plays. Did you see the last drive when they had a minute left to drive down the field? And they threw the ball three yards up the field four times. Like, like, what are you doing? Like, I, I yeah, Kelsey screen in the middle of the field. Yeah, Kelsey screen. That was their only play. So yeah. McVeigh threw the wide receiver screen and Reed threw the Kelsey the Kelsey slant. That's it. That was literally the only the only two plays that they basically ran for the end of the game. And it's just, I mean, it's really worrisome for these teams. So I have one takeaway, Rob. And I'm okay. sorry for ranting and dominating the mic here, but I've been waiting all day to get on this fucking microphone. I have one takeaway from this game. One, everyone's talking about the Kansas City defense, the Rams, the this, the that, Goff, Mahomes, Reed, McVay. Anyone who knows football should have watched this game last night and the second it ended had one single fucking takeaway. And that takeaway, Rob, you will like this, is that the Saints are winning the Super Bowl. Ah! That is the only takeaway you should have from this game. We saw Mahomes implode and turn the ball over a million times. We saw Goff look skittish the whole fucking game. We saw both these defenses give up 50 points. And the o- we saw both coaches implode. The only thing I took away from this game is Sean Payton and Drew Brees are walking to the Super Bowl championship. And I am going to put as much money as I can this morning on the Saints to win the Super Bowl after that game. We did not plan this. I've got a note fucking huge on my notepad right here saints win it all that's easy. what i feel after this game easy you know, i loaded up weeks ago on saints you did futures. you did i've and been I... getting saints money down for months and after this game when we said we we're gonna have this conversation i got one note here saints walk walk I fucking think did so you too. did you write that saints walk yes yeah, swear to god saints walk walk they saints do. walk there they you walk go. and you could still get the saints at like plus 400 plus 500 in a lot of places right now so Saints walk, walk through both these teams. Peyton is a better coach than both these coaches. Exactly. Breeze is a better quarterback than both these quarterbacks. The usage of the running backs, if you combine Ingram and Kamara as one human, they're better than Gurley and Hunt because they have two of them that are dual weapons. Uh, Michael Thomas is probably the best receiver out of all these things. I mean, the the advantage that Kansas City has is they have Travis Kelsey, who seemed to drop every big ball in the clutch moments yesterday, and he's done that before. 
and I just don't see an advantage that the Rams have. The difference is the Saints' D is one of the best defenses in football over the last fucking few weeks. They're they're incredible right now. Their run D is unstoppable, and their secondary is good. If you want to check boxes, it's like head coach, check. Quarterback, check. You can go all the way down and check every box for the Saints. It just... It's just it's their year, right? I mean, it it really is. It's the Saints are going to walk, and and they're playing better on the road. They're just mauling teams. And I'd like to thank the Saints defense because the Saints defense won your boy a trip to the FanDuel Live Final. Robert, I find I hadn't played, hadn't played on FanDuel. I looked back at my history since September thirteenth. So what was that? Week one or two? Yeah. I hit the live final on my first day trying for it. So Damn. that makes up for DraftKings where I've just been fucking pissing away money in these live final qualifiers. So I have a fantasy draft final now on week 16. I have the FanDuel live final on week 15. So that nice. was exciting. We had a subscriber win a million dollars. One of our subs won a million bucks. We had, I felt so bad for the other people, Rob, who had yeah. $50,000, $70,000, $60,000 screenshots that got buried including my live final, because one of our dudes won a million bucks, but happy as fuck for that. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, fucking amazing. Yeah, imagine that, dude. Imagine, no. like, I've won a lot of money. I've won a couple hundred grand in a day. I've won $100,000 multiple times in a day. Yeah. But it's like, imagine waking up to fucking two commas in your DraftKings account. Like, I know. I don't care how what much do you money do? you have. Do they, do they, they got to ship you a check for that, right? Well, that's what that's what Mad Lab was asking me. He's like, "What do they do?" He's like, There's, "I'm like, no, they're smart. They put it in your DraftKings account, so it's in your DraftKings account, and then you decide how you're going to withdraw it, either little by little, which they would prefer, so that you start firing it, yeah, um, or a check or a wire. But I don't know. I've never won a million dollars. I know when I won um, over a hundred grand, it was it was a check. So and then I did a wire for multiple times. You know when I won fifty, hundred thousand, but uh, yeah, I mean a million fuck how do you get all that in a bank without fuck i don't i don't don't even know how that would work i I guess you just wire it right Uh, yeah just wire it over i want to find out yeah we should find out the details on that but um (laughs) yeah so that game last night was was fantastic um obviously from a dfs perspective and season-long perspective if you thought you were uh in the driver's seat in any of your fantasy games and the other person had you know mahomes or goff or any of those guys who went out tyreek hill um you probably lost so mm-hmm. fun game. Biggest takeaway for both of us is that the Saints walk. Um, last week, Rob, I mean, I went a little crazy. I, I don't know if I went on tilt or not and was tilt betting, but I tried to stick to my process. It's just that I upped my unit size because I've been hot. I figured, mm-hmm. you know what? I haven't had a losing week and I can't even fucking remember. I think I'd won since week three. So I got a little cocky, Rob. And I started up my unit size a little bit, Rob. And uh, mm-hmm. I had some of the worst bad beats I think I've ever had. Like, as you, you looked at the list. You were like, Jesus, how many bad beats did you write down on that list? But how did the books do, Robert? You talk to Marcus every day. Uh, they made an absolute fucking killing. <laughs> uh, literally one of their biggest weeks in history. After two weeks ago having one of their worst weeks in history, uh, they made it all back. And then some. And Tommy G., don't feel too bad. They made it back from me too, homie. Uh, Everyone I know. Everyone I, won I know lost. one bet, and it was a teaser to every other fucking thing. Last week, we did the triple-double. I gave away the triple-double. It turned away to be the triple-nothing. Got fucking <laughs> flat on my face. So, 
I got nothing here, man. Dude, I talked to, and, and I don't want to give names out, because, but there are other sharp people who you guys know I'm very close with who we follow for everyone lost. Everyone lost. I It almost like brought Conspiracy G out, Rob, because there was mm. so many weird things that happened at the end of these games to blow covers mm-hmm. that it's like, wait a minute. This whole season, the books have been you know on and off. The beginning of the year, they were getting slaughtered. Last week, they took their biggest beating in history, some of these books. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this week, all the weird shit happens, and fucking the books make a killing and make it all back. Hmm. Am I? Do I have any validity here to be thinking conspiracy, G? No, totally. There's a guy in the MGM Grand who calls into the press box. They get it all set up on the field, and then that's how it works, right? Oh, God. You're mocking me. <laughs> I thought you were going to say there's a guy at the MGM that actually studied, you know, the end of these games and you know, but uh but No, it's so, like Buffalo Wild Wings, that commercial where yeah, they like, need the game sprinkler pops up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, mean, I I just find it very coincidental that this seems to happen every time. Uh but here's some of my bad beats, Robin. We could talk about these games um in a little bit. So, Carolina, Ron Rivera, another one of the the progressive coaches on the forefront who should be fired because he's garbage. Carolina has been, you know, in and out of the game, trailing a lot of the game. They finally come back with a minute left. And this is, this is a little rant I have here too. They come back with a minute left, Rob. Mm -hmm. They're down one Mm -hmm. and riverboat Ron decides to go for two. And then Cam Newton on top of that has 45 seconds in the pocket and a wide open lane where he could have literally got down on all fours and crawled into the end zone. I had the money line. I didn't even take the spread, so I was laying 200 on this one. And I had them in three parlays and a teaser. So Carolina was my bet of the day. And they missed the two-point conversion because Cam Newton overthrows a wide-open receiver. Why are you going for two in that spot, Mr. Rivera? You know what his response is? You play to win win on the road. Yeah. What, What is this, 1995? You play to win on the road? Like, these things are done. Like, this is a pivotal game for this fucking team. What do you think of that decision, Rob? Do you disagree with me? Because we're going to disagree on some stuff throughout this podcast. You play to win the game. No. I am all, I am all good with the decision. Oh, I think you. Fuck you. I think no coach should ever go for one in this NFL. The two-point conversion is way more viable and valuable, and I disagree with anyone kicking an extra point you ever. You stupid fuck. Okay, here's why you should have kicked it. Run. Because... If you go for two to win the game, yeah. I agree with you, Rob. Mm-hmm. I agree with you wholeheartedly. You play mm-hmm. to win the game. Mm-hmm. But if you get the two-point conversion, Matt Stafford, who is one of the leaders in, in last-minute comebacks in the NFL's history, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you're giving Matt Stafford the ball back at the 25-yard line, and a field goal still wins the game with a minute left, and I believe they had a timeout or two, Detroit also. So you don't win the game. If you get the two, you don't win the game. You just take the lead. That's all that happens. So your best case scenario is you take the lead and can still lose the game. Your worst case scenario is you lose the game. So in my, I see two, I see one half positive and one negative. Whereas if you kick the extra point in that situation, you are the better team. You're assuming they're not going to drive down and score, right? Or else you wouldn't go for two. Because you're basically saying, we're going to win the game right here, so they're not going to score. So then wouldn't you want the better team with the more talent against the weak Detroit team who's missing Golden Tate, who's missing offensive weapons? 
wouldn't you want to go fucking head to head on against them rather than risk handing them the game because of a stupid two point conversion? But for all those reasons, couldn't they just justifiably say that their defense should have stopped them? Their, yeah, their defense should have stopped them. And if their defense stops them, then you're getting the ball back and you're going to have a chance to win the game anyway with Cam Newton, your franchise. So, I mean, you got on Johnson, who's hurt too. Like, that whole fucking Detroit team was a mess. So, I don't think you play to win on the road unless it's in the last 20 seconds. If there was 15 seconds left in that game, I get it. Because then you get that and you win. But you should only do that in that situation if you can win the game right there. Next one, Arizona blowing a lead to Oakland. Oakland was trying to lose that game. Like, it was, like Oakland was trying to lose. John Gruden. say that for weeks. Yeah, he punted. He punted twice in situations where he should have gone for it at the end of the game. Arizona missed a dropped. Did you see this? Arizona yeah. dropped a pick six mm-hmm. from the fucking two-yard line. Like, literally thrown right into the defensive guy's hands. He could have walked in the end zone. He dropped it. And, then, and that would have covered the spread and the money line. And instead, Oakland, of all teams, accidentally marches downfield and kicks a game-winning field goal to kill the Arizona money line bet. Um, that was rough, Rob. Mm-hmm. Always bad to lose Excellent. a bet versus Oakland. You want to know what's funny with that? Huh. Our boy who won the million would have yeah. lost the million if Arizona runs that in, picks that off and runs it in. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad I'm glad that didn't happen then. Fuck yeah. you. I'm happy for I, you. I, I, yeah, I, I saw the tweet from the other kid. He's like, I literally stormed out my door when Arizona dropped that pick six. Um, Chargers up 16 at home in the second half and lose outright to Denver. That was fun. <laughs> That's absolutely crazy. That's that, I mean, that was just absolutely crazy. Dude, what was crazier than that, which you know a lot about, was the Jaguars up 16 nothing. I had the Jaguars money line plus 220, which I'm sorry was a fantastic fucking bet, regardless mm-hmm. of result. If you get a team plus 220 and they're up 16 to nothing and shutting out Ben late into the fourth quarter, that's the right bet, Rob. Yeah, I have no problem with the play. You were on the right side of that bet. The Steelers, though, are a force to be reckoned with, boys. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, you got it. It's amazing with Ben, dude. He was at, like, negative one fantasy points at the half and finished as one of the top fantasy quarterbacks on the the slate. But what a fucking crazy meltdown at the end of that game. Uh, that was for Jacksonville. So that was fun. At least they covered the four and a half. Um, Cincinnati, Baltimore under, missed by one point. That was fun. Um, Minnesota, two-point conversion was a $15,000 swing for me, Rob. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I guess I guess uh, your opinion on this two-point conversion is obvious. That was right. That was the right move to go okay. for two there. But what are the Bears doing going for two of those assholes? <laughs> <laughs> the Bears go up 14, and they go for two. These pieces of shit. They could have gone up 15, <laughs> which are putting the other team in a spot where they got to go get a touchdown, and then they're going to need a two-point conversion to win the game. These motherfuckers go for two, and they get it. Yeah. If, if they didn't get it, I'd fucking win all the goddamn money. <laughs> but I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I, I'm just mad at it. I don't hate it there. Go up 16 is, is fucking great. I, I get it, but I've fucking never seen it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, fucking. And then last night I had the KC money line, uh, which obviously was way live. Um, I had a parlay that would have paid about $7,000. That's not really a bad beat. No, it wasn't though. a bad I mean, beat. That wasn't a bad beat. That was just, it was just one of those, like, I deserve this games, you know? Like, after this weekend, it's like, I deserve this KC money line right now. And I had the KC uh, plus three at uh, second half, which pushed. So, a lot of negative variants for me this week, Rob. Yeah, yeah. Brutal, man. I wish they were all like the Titans bet where I just got fucking dragged. You know, I'm like, oh, I was on the wrong side of that one. 
Yeah, I had the Titans. Loved that one. Oh, God. Uh, were you on any of those games that I was on that I just mentioned? Uh, No. All right. Oops. So you just got dragged on yours? You didn't get bad beated? No, I just got beat up. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of beat up, I want to beat you up for your most recent tweet. So you have uh, you did something amazing, Rob. What did you do this morning that I thought was an incredible idea? So I woke up. Mm-hmm. And I just had this amazing idea, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Fuck yeah! I'm gonna put this thing to use. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay this whole thing out." Tommy G's still in bed, so <laughs> if he doesn't like the idea, it's going out anyways. And I'm saying it's going on no mercy, right? So, so I stepped out of the limb. I said, "I'm fucking doing it." And All you right, did a so good job. You did a good job. Build a DFS lineup of Thanksgiving foods, mm-hmm. five man roster, fifty k. All right, All right. So you little, little DraftKings fan duelish, right? Right, so just an amazing idea by me. You I even used emojis, which I thought was great. I don't know how. Dude, you... it took me. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine how long this took. It's your so embarrassing how long ass. this took me to put together. But uh, you probably woke up at seven, and this tweet went out at eight thirty. <laughs> it took me about an hour to get this all the way done. So, so do you want me to go through my roster and pricing, or, or what? What um, do you want me to do here? Yeah, I should let you do that. The, my, the, I need to point out to everyone how. I'll point out all the mistakes Rob made on this in a minute, but everything has an emoji except stuffing and cranberry sauce. And obviously there's not emojis for every Thanksgiving thing. So you have to get creative. I thought you did a great job with the ham, with the pig, but Mm -hmm. stuffing, I mean, you could have used one of the little fucking, you know, bread things, right? There's a bread on there. To my credit, I ran out of space too. I I ran out of characters. Well, and that's another point that I'm going to talk about. And you could have put cran sauce and then used the emoji. Cranberry, you got like a million of them. You got the tomato can thing that looks like a cranberry sauce Ah, can. You got the grapes. You could have used grapes. You know, that would have looked fine for cranberry Mm -hmm. sauce. But, uh, you know, but for you, it's an A+. <laughs> like, Look at gravy. I use like pea soup. I'm just, so yeah, I know. Get a little... you, you should use the coffee because coffee's black. But, you know, that's fine. Like, I'm, it, like, dude, you tried, right? You, you tried. You didn't fail miserably. I have a lot of questions on it, but let me let you run through it real quick what you did here. All right. Turkey, 13,500. I'm going to go one by one. Fucking disgrace. You just moved down to a B- minus on that alone. How could turkey on, on fucking Thanksgiving only eat up? 26% of your salary. Turkey so, should be Turkey should be 30k. Let me explain my pricing algorithm to you. <laughs> so the algorithm is soft and it was soft intentionally because do you know how on FanDuel they like you to be able to build your lineup? You and this is the sexiest fucking thing I've ever seen. I wanted people to be able to build their dream Thanksgiving Thanksgiving roster. Okay, so why so, you put salaries? You gotta, you gotta. There's, there has to be some valuation. But I mean, it's item, the same so. point as DraftKings that I yell about. Like, if you're gonna put salaries, make them right. That's fucking terrible. Thanks, Turkey being thirteen five is is but a t- disgrace. You, you should, you should have to fucking go against Turkey if you want to build an optimal lineup. But okay, continue. So I okay. have Turkey at, at about thirty thousand, sixty percent of right. your salary. You're a big turkey eater, huh? Well, it's Thanksgiving. You got you can't build a lineup without turkey, right? So you're you're pigeonholing right. them and make the, like it's like fading girly on the showdown slate, right? Like you got to put people in a position where it's like, all right, you're gonna make this fade, but you know you're gonna have a lot of cranberry sauce and fucking green bean casserole. You better make up for it if you're fading the fucking the turkey. Ham uh, eleven thousand four hundred. The difference between ham and turkey is good because it should be right there. 
mm-hmm. but the price is wrong. Ham should be about 18000 So I want to be in a situation where if you get turkey and ham in your roster, that's like Kamara right. and Gurley, you're right. basically sitting on just maybe gravy and a salad. Like that's all, <laughs> that's all you get outside of that. Like you can't even, you know, you get one beer, a few things of lettuce and maybe a sweet potato. Like you're just <laughs> living on turkey and ham. Like you got to fucking punt every other position. Stuffing ten thousand five hundred, little high, little little right. high comparatively because it shouldn't be a thousand dollars from ham. But in my pricing model, I like stuffing at ten k if the other ones are priced up. Okay, cranberry sauce seventy two hundred. I think that's fair. That, that seems really like fair. a controversial one. I think cranberry sauce ah. is the candy corn of Thanksgiving, right? Like, like oh. some people like worship it and love it, and some people despise it and hate it. Like, there's not many people who are indifferent towards cranberry sauce. I'm a big fan. I'm a huge fan. Dude, I, my, I don't get the canned kind either. My wife makes it with like real cranberries. I like the canned kind. I, I got it. Green bean casserole, 6,800. See, I'm not, I don't even know if I've ever had green bean casserole. Are you fucking is this, kidding is me? Is this something from the South? The South? What I don't the, know. What is this? I, what's a green dude, bean Dude, you know casserole? where they get the green beans in the fucking soup and they mix that shit together and then put the uh, onion strings on top or whatever? The, the French's. I don't know if I've ever had it. Wow. It sounds delicious. Jesus it's fucking delicious. Um, now, see, this is where I got a little bit. There's some min cash things here, some min price things. We're going to talk about it. Keep going. Wine, sixty five hundred. Okay, and and that's that's good. I think that's fairly priced because you're going to have to have a drink in there. I don't love beer being three k when wine okay. is sixty five hundred, um, but wine is more of a Thanksgiving thing. So I, I could see it being priced up. I think it's a little. I think beer is a tremendous value at three k compared to wine at sixty five hundred. All right, how about rolls? You're a big bread eater. I know that. I mean, that should just be bread. Bread, okay. Right. Bread, 4,400. So 4,400 for bread? Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if I could do this all without bread. So I, I'm fine with bread being 4,400. If you remember my takes from last year, people might just want to search my Twitter from like last Thanksgiving. Pie, I hate fucking pie. Um, pie, 4,000. I think it's low. I think it's low. I think pie should be higher than green bean casserole. And pie is like... Pie is an elite option. This is the James Conner week one on this. I, I think Pie is an auto, a cash game plug and play at 4K. It's eating up less than 10% of your salary. And you have so many different options. You have apple pie, you have pudding pie, you have, you have every type, key lime pie, whatever your thing is. So dessert is critical for the optimal Thanksgiving meal. Absolutely critical. So I'm, I'm locking pie in on all my lineups. I've got such a negative pie bias that um, <laughs> my algorithm just prices it way down because uh, I don't give a fuck if I have dessert or not. And right. Pie is the nut low of all desserts and, for me. And that's the mistake you're making. You're supposed to build a contest for the masses, not for Rob. Uh, what about gravy? There's some controversy around uh, gravy yeah, at 3,000. Yeah, gravy at 3,000. Um, first of all, it shouldn't be green. but So green gravy I could see being 3,000. But brown gravy, I, that's... That's it. That's it's retarded. You can't price gravy at three thousand. There was a tweet that said gravy is the the thing that ties everything together. Gravy, gravy's got to be six k. Like it's got like what turkey without gravy just is fucking. I mean, I, I literally if if I couldn't afford gravy, I would fade turkey. Like that's how important. Like I don't know. You if dump I would, gravy over everything, don't you? Do I just take gravy. a fucking gallon of gravy and fucking kill everything with it so i mean you're giving me gravy and pie at 3k and 4k like dude i should have to spend 14 15k for that so yeah they're way low and i'm 
I'm hitting the chalk with both of those. All right. Uh, mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes, both at 3K. Well, we have to first mention that uh, this is a separate tweet because Rob's a <laughs> yes. fucking idiot. So Rob was concerned about his character count on this tweet instead of realizing that he could have just gone into his phone and gone to the notes section and done all this with unlimited characters on the notes notepad. Oh, my God. And taken a, a picture idea. of it and posted the picture. Wow. That is a great <laughs> fucking idea. People do that? I do that. Yeah. Oh. It's funny. I was actually doing it, and I was taking a shit, and I was on the toilet building the real pricing and emo- putting all the right emojis in and doing oh, everything. Uh-huh. And then I accidentally hit delete. So I deleted it and said, fuck it. I was like, fuck it, I'm done. But uh, yes, Rob, so everyone is screaming on the, on the tweet, where's the potatoes? Where's the beer? And they're on the next one. So They're uh, on the next one. They're on the next They're all mid-price. Because Rob's a donkey. All right, so mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes are min-price? Yeah. Rob. So if I tell you right now, and I love stuffing. I'm mm-hmm. a huge stuffing fan. Mm-hmm. If I tell you you can get mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, gravy and a beer or you could have stuffing which would you prefer stuffing come on dude that's ridiculous no your pricing algorithm is fucking flawed here i mashed potatoes sweet potatoes a beer and fucking gravy over stuffing i love stuffing's not even good without gravy well, stuffing sucks without turkey, so you got to have... If you're good right, turkey, that's what I'm saying. You're pigeonholing yourself into fucking turkey stuffing and gravy. And yes. then you got no... Rob, right, you try. Yeah, here, and, but, the, okay. and then beer's been priced. I don't I don't drink beer on Thanksgiving, really. I no, mean, but I mean, again, you got to build the... Opt- I, I'd prefer wine on Thanksgiving. Me too. But I mean, if you're yeah. building the optimal lineup, you got to punt somewhere. And then salad at min price. If you eat salad on Thanksgiving, you're a sociopath. Salad should have been like 500 in this model. Yeah. You know, yeah. Salad, I, salad should have been a punt to get your turkey, gravy, and stuffing. And then I built in a 3K flex. Yeah, what uh, is that? Just, <laughs> it just says flex just, with an arm. What are you, eating people? No, see, if you if you were smart, if you were smart, you would you would take your top four, and then you're getting a flex for 3K. People are like, where's the mac and cheese? All right, so you're saying other. That's your flex. Yeah. No, Go flex is a position I have to fill, not an item. Look, look at these. These items are players. And there's five positions. Flex is one of the positions. Oh, you're right. So I, it's what, what would you like, Rob? Sweet potatoes, beer, salad, or flex? It should say other. <laughs> right. It should have said other. <laughs> yep. And you were that so out of it. You were other. just about to go up my throat. That should have said other. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is one of the uh, one of the things that you're missing here? Like, what, what's one of the ones that you would put on? Uh. Cream spinach. Hold on, I have I have the uh... cream spinach is, is in my flex. Okay, uh, but there's no appetizers on here, and I love appetizers right. with Thanksgiving dinner. So Pasta, like the cheese, uh, the cheese plate with the fucking little mm-hmm. pickles and all that shit. That's mm-hmm. my flex option. I'm with it. Pasta, I think, should be on here somewhere. I'm Italian, so we do pasta yeah. with every meal. Um, right. Fish, fish is usually the night before if you're doing any holidays, but. I mean, the, the one thing I would like to do, I'd like to be able to spend an extra 2K and go knock down the sweet potatoes and mm-hmm. top them with marshmallows. You ever had marshmallow sweet potatoes? I fucking can't stand it. Wow. 
Wow. Hate it. That's sugar. I, I don't want any of that shit. On I should food. be able to fucking pay an extra like one K up charge and put some fucking uh, mozzarella cheese in the fucking mashed potatoes. Uh, really? Mozzarella in the mashed potatoes. I never had. Yeah, that. my mom does that. It's fucking that dope. Sounds good. But you need that gravy. Sounds good. You need gravy. So uh, some of the responses, there seem to be a lot of controversy over ham. Yeah. Um, a lot of controversy over the price of turkey. Um, a lot of controversy over what was the other one? The not, the potatoes not being on there, I'm saying, because they didn't see the second tweet because you're an idiot. Mac and cheese was mentioned a couple times not being on there. And then someone, My confusion is, though, are there people who don't eat ham with Thanksgiving dinner? I thought you always had a ham and I, a turkey. Of course, yeah, you definitely do. Yeah, some people said, "Why you don't eat ham for Thanksgiving? Hams are Christmas meal. Like, I don't know. I've yeah, people saying ham. they're fading turkey on here, too. I mean, one, That's you impossible. can't fade turkey, one. No. And two, especially at that fucking price, at Rob's discounted price. I mean, it's it's fucking cheap. You could fit turkey and everything else. So, um, but good good effort, Rob. Maybe later I'll put out a a revised version of yours, and we'll we'll do a little joint tweet with that. Yeah, um, these pointers were helpful. But Thank this you. is this is an MLB model fan right here. Um, can I start wine five times? That seems like <laughs> definitely a fan of yours. From uh, yeah, and then someone asked if you're bringing Jim to Thanksgiving. Jim, 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 Jim asked if I was bringing Jim to Thanksgiving. Oh, was that Jim? <laughs> oh, and the answer? Jim's welcome anytime. Yeah. anytime he wants I'm to actually deliver. bringing Mad Lab to Thanksgiving, so you can I'm bring sure Jim. That's yeah. perfect. Um, yeah. All right, let's go. We're going to go into NFL rules and stuff like that, but I want to get into the Turkey Day stuff because we're 40 minutes in and we haven't covered it yet. So, all right. And then we'll get into your Twitter. So. Thanksgiving Day games, Robert, is my favorite time. I love this. Fucking spaced out one game at a time. I usually hate one game at a time because there's really 11 minutes of action and three and a half hours in the average football game. But you got family going on. You got food going on. There's a lot going on. You don't really have time to pay attention to a red zone channel or watch five games at once. The one is perfect for Christmas and Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and things like that. Mm -hmm. It's perfect because it, you know, it allows you to pay attention to your family, which most people hate. So... Bears-Lions. Bears minus four. Lions plus four. Looks like Kerryon Johnson's going to be out of this game. Um, what is the Algoholics optimizer uh, telling you here for the bets on this game? Looks like we have a total of 45. I think what we do, Rob, let's fucking just balls to the wall give out all the bets for Thanksgiving Day. little present to everyone. We won't hide anything. We'll just give them all out. We'll even talk some pride. Let's just let it fly on this episode as a little thank you. And full full disclosure is I'm with Tommy G. There's nothing better than one game at a time on Thanksgiving. But also, there's nothing better than betting on every single game and every single uh, way every prop, every game, bet every everything yeah. on Thanksgiving. Yeah, so um, one of the few days a year that I am just a full degenerate like all you other degenerates in the world. So I will bet every game in every which way. And so I've got to play on the Chicago uh, Detroit game, Tommy. Okay, Actually, I and I just want to let everyone know that those uh, all those units we lost on Sunday, um, we're either going to get them all back on Thursday, or we're going to lose double. <laughs> well, so the people. beauty of it is, if you have three games on Thursday. If you get a deep, deep fucking I'm home, fire on Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> something's happening on Thursday. I'll tell you that <laughs> something's popping off on Thursday. So you have a play on this game. What's your play? It's yeah, a, why don't I'll we start with and, Chicago, four Detroit, and four, four and forty-five. Over 45. Ooh, really? Okay. Um, torn on it. I like the over 45 from a from a mindset perspective. Like, I look at that and go, that should go over. 
right? Like the Bears should be able mm-hmm. to put up 28 on this team, and I could see Detroit, you know, putting up, you know, their 17 points. That's 45 right there, right? So it should should get over that. But after watching the Bears' D the last couple weeks, it looks like that D is really coming together. That defensive line is furious. Uh, they're wreaking havoc. I mean, Cousins didn't have a second. And you're talking about a Detroit Lions team, which has been sacked like 15 times in the last fucking two or three weeks. So, on Johnson out. I think I would do action points on the Bears. <laughs> When's wow. the last time you heard that comment? Yeah. I yeah. think the Bears minus four is just a fucking joke of a line. Joke. And I see it at minus three on my bookie. Yeah. Minus three. I think they bigged it, though, right? They juiced it. Uh, minus 140, yeah. But yeah, they juiced it. If so you want to cash that free bet, that's not a bad place to go if you're getting a full point of value there. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely hammering the fucking Bears in this game. And I'm probably going to stay off the total just for the fact that I, maybe I'll tease it, Rob. Maybe I'll tease that fucker because I like my 13-point teases on this day. We got some nice – I got a nice 13-point teaser lined up. Bears, 13-pointer? 13 13-4. I'll only do this on Thanksgiving usually. But 13 points. Bears plus nine. All right? Mm-hmm. Cowboys plus six. Mm-hmm. Saints pick them. And over 32? Yeah. It's all right. Right? It's all right. I'm teasing the Bears, too. Um, Not as aggressively. Mm -hmm. I think my my linchpin for my seven-point teaser is actually the Cowboys this week. Oh, really? Yeah, that's my favorite. So I think I'm going to tease the Bears, and I'm going to tease the Saints. Tease the Saints down to six. I already have these in the article, actually. Saints down to six. Bears up to plus three. And then I'll get the Cowboys at pick them on both of those. So... I really like all three of these games, Rob. I don't love laying seven with the boys. That's the problem. That's why they're going to be teased very heavily because they're just a low-scoring team and a low-scoring total, a low-paced team. So I don't really trust them to put up 28 points, which if I'm laying seven, I want to make sure I could thwart 17 points from the other team, right? Because any monkey team can score 17 on any day. I'm going opposite on that game. I'm going to take Washington with the seven and a half. Um, looks like seven and a half most places. Five dimes is eight and a half. Uh-huh. I got seven um, but, minus one twenty on mine. But I like the seven and a half there. I don't like seven as much. Um, but if you could take that seven and a half with Washington, um, that's my play. I don't hate it. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look a little bit deeper into you know injury situations because I know this Washington team is really banged up on both sides of the ball. So you know that's one of the situations where I'm gonna have to look at this and see um, who's in of the big uglies. Uh, me and Jeff Manns are going to be doing episode 31 tomorrow where we're going to do a whole DFS slate breakdown. So we'll go very heavy into that. So uh, as of now, I just think – I don't hate Colt McCoy at quarterback. I actually think he might be better for that offense than Alex Smith. I'm just really worried about the injuries all over the Redskins and the Cowboys starting to look look really good now. Um, definitely like that tease to Cowboys. Over under, do you have a lean on that? 40 and a half, very low. Very low. Very, very low. Uh, let me pull up the old supercomputer. I have a small one and a half point lean over. So So you got it at what, forty two or something? Yeah, yeah. I got it at forty two. Um they'll play for me. my only play there will be the skins. Okay. Um I don't hate it, dude. Especially, dude, if you could tease if you can get that up to eight, like you said at some places, Rob. 
Yeah. Third of skins plus 21 in that 13-point teaser, you should be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should be okay. I don't think Dallas can beat anyone by 21. So Tommy G's going for winners on Thanksgiving. I'll, Nothing dude, but winners. Parlaying money lines, 13-point teasers, 10-point teasers, 7-point teasers, props. You fucking name it. I'm doing it. Thanksgiving, I plan to lose all my money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got a lock, Tommy. I, 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 oh. We haven't gotten to my teaser yet, but locka, I've got locka, a locka. stone cold lock. Rob stone cold lock. What is it? Six point teaser. Oh, New Orleans and Chicago. That is a fucking awesome teaser. But like your tweet, it is done completely wrong. What are you talking about? You're gonna lay seven and plus two. Instead of getting six and plus three because of 20 cents on Thanksgiving, you fucking loser. Some, I, how am I going to pay for all this fucking turkey and shit if I got to lay an extra Bro, it's cents? Thanksgiving. Listen. Throw your model out and play to win the game. You just lectured me on play to win the game. You get the Saints minus six under a touchdown. You get the Bears plus the field goal. Fucking take the seven-point teaser, you fucking knucklehead. I'll be on the six-point teaser. Oh, my God. But so if you want for the seven points, I, I can understand that. Worry about that. 10 cents. Go ahead and get under that seven. If I worry about ten cents. I want to make sure I eat an L because of ten cents. <laughs> Fucking loser. I'm, hold on, I'm putting this in the article right now. New Orleans minus six, Chicago plus three. Fucking book it. I got three teasers in there for 12 units. Let's fucking go to let's book war. it. Let's go to fucking war and eat some turkey. That's all I got on sides and totals here, Tom. Sides. Sides. You had a little Thanksgiving reference right there, Rob. You had a little play on words that you didn't realize. No, I realized it. Okay. You just didn't use it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I like uh, I like the flavorites in all this game. Listen to me. This Saints team is not from this planet right now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of any spread versus, versus Atlanta here. But I do want to get – so I do like that again. Listen, if the Bears do work, I, I'm going to fucking crip walk this shit, Rob. So I, mm-hmm. I crip walk down uh, Thanksgiving slates, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have like the Bears, the Cowboys, and the Saints teaser. I'm going to have, you know, the Bears, the over and this teaser. I'm going to have the Bears and this and this teaser. And then if the Bears go down, I'm just going to fucking crip walk my way back up and start over. If the exactly. Bears, if the Bears fucking win, then I'm gonna fucking let Game Two ride because I'm live. If Game Two wins, I'm gonna let Game Three ride, right? Yeah. Listen, so, if you don't figure I lose that first leg of my teaser on the Bears, I'm gonna add the right the, back the, at them. The, the Redskins wow. are in. It's New Orleans and the Redskins, and then if that goes down, I'm just doubling, tripling down on the New Orleans. Bro, to they cover. give us four hours between the kickoffs, so we got yeah. an hour to fucking recoup, get updates in. Yeah, that you got it. If you're not playing. To lose every dollar you have on Thursday, you're not a fucking man. <laughs> you're not a fucking man. I don't care, but what's that money going to buy you? It's not going to buy you manhood, bitch. There's no price on your manhood. Let it fucking fly on Turkey Day. Or, you, or else you got to listen to your fucking stupid family talk about politics. Let it fly. Lock the fuck in. All right. Props, Rob. You have your... uh. I know you build props. You basically have props built into all the optimizer stuff for DFS. So if I kick a couple props your way, will you uh, have any data on them? Kick it. Let's kick it. The uh, obvious thing here is that sites don't offer props two days before the games, but DraftKings does. 
Um, it's pretty shocking, actually, that there's props everywhere for the Turkey Day games now. So they don't have the Bears-Lions props. That's the odd one. Um, I'm just pulling it up right here for you, Robert. Hmm. So they don't have any props on the Bears-Lions game, but they do have props on the next two games. So let's talk about these. Right, get it. So I'm going to give you uh, a couple of these, and then you just tell me where your number's at. So they got Zeke at 99.5 rushing yards. What do you got him at? 94. 94, right. So you would lean under on Zeke. Yep. Adrian Peterson is 65.5 rushing yards in that same game. What did you say was that? 65 and a half. 62. 62. Okay, lean under on that one. Uh, Mark Ingram is 58 and a half. I like that bet. Let's see here. We got Ingram... 58 yards. All right, so you're right on the number there. Kamara, 57 and a half yards. Ooh, we're going to go over, Tommy. Give yeah. me this number, 62 and a half yards. I'll bet that over. All right, so you got five yards on the over there. All right, so right now it looks like you got a pretty strong play on the Zeke under, um, and you have a pretty strong play on the Kamara over. I agree with – I disagree with you wholeheartedly on the Zeke under, only because I have Zeke on every single team. Um, so I'm going over on Zeke on that one. I think I agree with you, Kamara, but I'm probably not on that one. I do have two or three props I absolutely love. Tell me what you see on Tevin Coleman over 46 and a half yards. Uh, what is it? 46 this and is, a half? This is when I have some interest in here, but I could be swayed. 46 oh, really? and a half, yeah. What if I told you I have 43 and a half? I would tell you to uh, rerun it. uh so yeah so i actually am interested in tevin coleman um i want to find the rushing plus receiving though i don't think i want to rely on him on the ground so i don't hate your your algo on this one because the saints run d is is pretty 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 good but uh, i want that rushing plus receiving where i don't care how he gets it i think he's going to have a decent game um, I think he's going to be heavily involved in the passing game. So I'm not too high on any of these props. I like the Zeke over. Um, I don't mind any of the others. There's some others that I want to touch on. So let's go into uh, passing yards here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Drew Brees. Hold on, what the fuck? I know. Pass. What's the number there, Tom? What's the number? 305.5. Here you go. 312. Okay, so you got the over on Breeze there. Rob, and what you could do to conserve time is after we pick the number... You could assume yeah. I'm probably going to mention one of the other three quarterbacks in these games, and you could start to look at them while I oh, fill okay. airtime waiting for you to find it like a good All host. Right. Okay, right. so how about we do that? Do you have one handy that you'd like to kick to? Now, who's the next quarterback? Well, whoever you have in front of you. Dak Prescott? <laughs> Did you want to do Matt Ryan in the same game? You, you, you want to look at Dak? Let's, uh, yeah, whatever you want. What do you got on Dak? I got, I got two twenty and a half on Dak, minus one fifteen in this game. Uh, I've got him at two nineteen. Okay, so you're right there. Um, Matt, Matt Ryan, Matty Ice. I feel like I might lean over here. Don't tell me the number. Okay, I got three fifty five. Wow, three fifty five. 
No, I'm kidding. What's oh. the number? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, damn, three thirty and a half. Three thirty and a half. Yeah, let me see here. Uh, yeah, I'm at three thirty. Okay, so you're right on it. And then Colt yeah. McCoy is sitting at two twenty and a half. I am scared to death to touch that one. I would just yeah. not even. No, I can't even. I don't hate the over on McCoy there. Um, I think I'm going to lean under on Matt Ryan. 330 and a half is just a big number. I know he's been doing it, but the Saints D. I mean, the thing about the Saints D is they're limiting people. They're preventing them from getting first outs, as yeah. you saw with Carson Wentz and Ertz last week. So they're they're not letting you build drives. So that's, that's a very difficult thing to hit big numbers when mm-hmm. you're getting three and outs mm-hmm. consistently, and I'm not interested in Dak. Um, now, I don't know if you'll have these in your model, but you can give me an idea. I like Colt McCoy plus 230 more touchdowns than Dak Prescott. Plus 230 is a lot. Dak's minus 106. Same amount as plus 225. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, he's got to throw more. You can't tie. You can't push that. All right. That makes it a little more difficult. Oh, you lose on a push? Yeah, because it's like soccer where same amount is a bet. So you'd lose on the push. I was going to say, if you can get Colt McCoy for same amount of touchdowns or more, I mean, Dak throws one very often. You know, I think Zeke is going to score a couple. So um, I still don't hate that. I still don't hate it. Um Let's see. Drew Brees, more touchdowns than Matt Ryan, minus 190. Matt Ryan's plus 300 for more touchdowns. Same amount is plus 350. I think same amount in these are all pretty decent bet, plus 250, plus 350. I tell you right now, I'm not betting any of them if I lose on a push. I'm going to bet Drew Brees, more touchdowns, minus 190, only because I think the Saints score about five touchdowns, and I think the Falcons score two. Mm -hmm. So I think the odds are in my favor there. Um, total touchdown passes thrown here. We got Colt McCoy over a half minus two sixty five. Will Colt McCoy throw a touchdown? You got to lay two sixty five. Yes. I wouldn't lay two sixty five. He'll throw a touchdown. Right. I'd like to go see the minus the one and a half um, minus one ten or minus one twenty. That that would probably be a bet that I would take more likely. Um, let's see. Dak Prescott's basically even money over one and a half. Drew Brees over two and a half touchdowns, minus 139. Does Brees I've throw got him three? throwing 2.64 touchdowns. All right, so you got it barely over. Uh, Matt Ryan, one and a half touchdowns, minus 143. See, this is one I'll bet that over. I got him at two. You got him at two? Okay, so that's a big bet for you then. Um, I, don't, I don't hate that. I like the Brees one better. So I like the Brees one better. Uh, receiving yards. Get your uh, get your little thing. Here's my favorite prop of the day. All right, go on receiving yards. I want to see what you have, Jordan. Jordan Reed, what do you have, Matt? Don't tell me the number. I'm not telling uh, you. <laughs> you I, I know this is going to be lower than what DraftKings has. Uh-huh. Forty three yards. Not far off. Forty five and a half. And I think Jordan Reed blows through that. Blows through it. I think that's. I think is the best DFS play on the day. I think he's a captain spot in a showdown slate. I mm. think he gets in the box. I think he smashes um, on Thursday. So Jordan Reed, 45 and a half. Faux motherfucking show. Colt McCoy, if anyone watched the end of that game, Colt McCoy actually loved throwing to Jordan Reed, and Alex Smith sucks at throwing to Jordan Reed, So mm-hmm. um, even though he did okay. But, yeah, he thrived under McCoy once McCoy got in there. I like that a lot. Amari Cooper, 62 and a half yards, where you got to sit in, foo. What did you say it was? 62 and a hook. 62 and a hook. Yeah, I'm right on the number, basically. 63 okay. yards. <sighs> the uh, the receivers in this Saints game, you got Michael Thomas, 91 and a half. 
Traquan, 54.5. It's my second favorite prop. Traquan over 54.5, um, assuming he plays. See, the thing about these props is if we can get quick news, Traquan's questionable right now, and we can get quick news on Traquan where there's like a lag between DK and a Twitter break from a beat reporter or something, that's the danger with putting these props out too early, right? That's why books don't put props out till the day of because mm-hmm. if you get news that like Traquan's out, boom. It fucking ticks up Michael Thomas. It ticks up all the secondary weapons. If you get, I mean, we also have, I think it was Sanu or Ridley. I think one of them was a little bit banged up. There's a lot of edge to be had to just sit with your finger on the button waiting for a news report on these injuries. Yeah, I'm shocked DraftKings has them up. Some books will wait till like fucking 11 o'clock. Two, two hours before sometimes, yeah. So. That's what sucks. You know, you usually can't get them before that. Um, Julio, 105 and a hizzy. Oh, wow. Wow. You gotta have lower see. than that. I don't think you ever project anyone over 105, do you? Well, that would be pretty stiff. Oh my god! What? 110. You got him at 110. Jesus, fuck balls. All right. Um, Sanu and Ridley and T- Traquan are all at like 50 to 54 and a half. Only. Yeah, and I, I'm right at like 55, 50. I mean, yeah. right in that range with all those guys. Okay, I like. Uh, I like, dude. I. I think I like the Julio over. Julio over. Lock it the fuck down, Tommy. Uh, I'm locking that one down. All right. Player to score at least two touchdowns. Um, Zeke's only plus 240. Would you ever bet that? Zeke to score two touchdowns plus 240? That seems low, right? Yeah, yeah. In a game with um, a 40 total where there's probably only going to be like five or six touchdowns, you're going to say Zeke's going to get two? That I mean, I like yeah, it. Yeah, nah. If that I thing mean, was plus 400, I'd hit it. 240 just seems like they juiced you there. Yeah, they did. Amari Cooper plus 700. Dak Prescott plus 2,200 for two touchdowns. I think Fuck. I might throw a tenth of a unit It's worth on a that. bone. It's worth a bone. Quarterback sneak, and then he runs one in. I, yeah. I could see that happening. You got a uh, – well, let's see here. Player to score at least three touchdowns. Zeke plus 1,000 only. I mean, that's low. Get low, get low. You know what I'm going to give you? Plus two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. There's another guy I really like this week. What do you have for I, – I can't find a prop on it yet, but I want all the Beasley props I can find. Beasley plus 2,000 to score two touchdowns. I'll throw a balloon on that. I'll throw a little – I'll throw a little motherfucking – I'm projecting him at .3 touchdowns this week. So yeah, well, yeah so sure. Seems about right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you projecting him for in yards? 62. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's all right. That's I thought they were going to get Beasley at like forty-five yards. So that makes it a little tougher if that's where DraftKings comes in at around sixty-two yards. But uh, I think he gets to sixty-two yards. I think he has a big day. I think Norman's probably going to see it. I think Amari Cooper probably going to see a good deal of Norman, uh, if not a full shadow, which is going to open up the bees underneath the bees' knees. So uh, let's get to our next topic here, Rob. Rob's Twitter. Oh yeah. Let's right. do this. So we already talked a little bit about your Twitter. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of your tweets. We talked about your tweet this morning. Excellent job. I think since you've become the alcoholic, you've gotten a lot better. But uh, here's another Rob's Twitter. Much like defense, quarterbacks don't matter. <laughs> Tommy, can we fucking talk about this for a goddamn second? Sure. There's some... There's some Josh Hermsmeyer is his name. Some person on the fucking internet. I think that's his name. Who- who, who 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 models football and he might be very fucking good at it. I don't know. I don't know him from my my ass or He's fucking hole. Super. In the wall. Let me let me preface it by defending him. 
because I, I actually re- I asked around the industry because I didn't even know the fuck he was. He's mm-hmm. very like super like neurosurgeon, neuroscientist intelligent. Okay. Okay. Which is expected. You know, like he, he's very, 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 very smart. Okay. Got that. But he is the definition of the Peter principle right now. He is the creator of defenses don't matter. Right. So saying defenses don't matter in matchups. And then he doubled down last week saying quarterbacks don't matter. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, my so, God, it's the dumbest thing ever heard. So outside of it being the stupidest fucking thing you ever heard. And, and he did pull it back a little bit. So to his credit, he did pull back the statement a little bit. So I understand if you have a working functional model and you have certain inputs into it and you're getting expected outcomes or, or, or favorable outcomes. But to act like who's starting at quarterback doesn't materially matter in the outcome of a football game, I would argue to you, sir, that you're doing something incorrect. Yeah, I mean, I, it's just fucking. It's funny because it was me, a fucking Neanderthal, arguing with like a fucking mad scientist who's, who's like supposedly some genius or some shit. But we're arguing about football. We're not arguing about fu- like everyone's like, oh, Tommy's an over. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, if we were talking about like fucking quant quantum physics and shit, yeah, we're talking about football. Ain't no fucking nerd gonna out football me in football, okay? Yeah, go talk about fucking the square root of pi, and I will fucking seed to you. Talk to me about football. You never played football, probably. Fucking nerds everywhere. Fucking well, the data says fuck the data. Why are you not playing money on said data? And I don't want to start a war with with Josh Hermsmeyer, I think his name or whatever he is, but because I'm sure he's very good. And I'm sure his model's good, and I'm sure he does a good job. A lot of people had good things to say about him. That's great. But the Peter principle is that everyone will eventually rise to their own level of incompetence. And that's what has happened to Derek Cardi. That's what has happened to the Siege. That's what's happened to Josh Armsmeyer. That's what's happened to these people. They're, they're taking shit too far, and they're, they're ridiculous, and they think people are just going to agree with them because they're smart and they said it. His basic comment was that his model never accounts for quarterback play. You use the word never. But it's obviously a driver of receiver volume. So he's saying his model doesn't count for quarterback play, to which I responded, is this real life? And then he responded, there's plenty of room to make a model that does. We can, we can see which performs better. No, Josh, we can't because you don't play DFS. <laughs> That's the way we would see. To which no, I responded, he, he, gone. Yeah, go no, no, no. He, he's clearly using volume as an indicator of production, right. which is perfectly fine. In but, most and, situations. And he also acknowledged this point, to be fair. If a quarterback changes, that said wide receiver's volume is going to change based on who the quarterback is. We don't know what that's going to be necessarily, so he said you have to make a manual adjustment. No, and then I said, I want to be clear. You're saying if Nathan Peterman replaces Patrick Mahomes, then the KC receivers are not affected. Because if you want to speak in hyperbole and you want to start saying the model never accounts for something, then I'm going to give you the most extreme example which should need to be accounted for. And the response was, no, I'm saying the model doesn't account for quarterbacks at all. Well, then you're saying yes. <laughs> you're not saying no. You're saying yes. Right. It wouldn't account right. for that at all. So if right. such a change occurred, you'd want to account for it as an analyst. In practice, drop-offs like that are rare. And in the past where quarterback changes occurred, like Cleveland, it doesn't affect it. Cleveland, Cleveland, you're talking about Tyrod Taylor versus a rookie. Like, I'm talking about, like, you know, these are. What about a quarterback who has actual data, or a quarterback that's proven to be the worst in the league? 
And I said, what kind of model makes the human do the work? And he said, it doesn't account for quarterbacks. So in these situations, if Mahomes was replaced by the worst quarterback ever to strap on a helmet, yes, you'd have to make a manual adjustment. Then, like, then if you'd have to do it for Mahomes and Peterman, then you'd probably also have to do it for Rodgers and Peterman. Then you'd also have to do it for Brady. and Pe- Like, you could take it and extrapolate it from my most extreme example down to the middle somewhere where there's at least 10 to 15, 20% of situations where you would have to account for it. If you're talking Alex Smith and Colt McCoy, then you could kind of, you know, C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins. I get it. Sure. Don't account for it because there's a lot of unknowns in that equation. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking about a known star and Mark Sanchez or a known scrub, then you have to account. That's my whole point, that they take these things to absolutes, like Derek Mm -hmm. Hardy saying, all interceptions are fluky. And no, they're not. No quarterback should be accounted for in a model. No, that that's wrong. And it, we went down a rabbit hole, Rob. Yeah, rabbit. I, I hole. was there. I and was there. The funny he, thing is, Mike Leone's tweet was the best. He wrote, "I can't believe I'm agreeing with Tommy in a battle of science and math." <laughs> like that's that's how bad it is when you have people who normally are there on Twitter just to troll me going fucking hey, like throw my hands, like really, like Tommy just beat out a scientist in a, in a logic battle. But, See, uh, here's the thing. I'm just smart enough to be effective. Anytime you get far out on one end of the spectrum or the other, uh, you start running into these binary yeah, issues like this. so ridiculous. Fucking watch a game. Um, I think he's really good friends with the Podfather and them, too. The team don't watch the games. Um, you simply cannot win an NFL game without a pivotal pass interference call in your favor. <laughs> That's your Yeah, team. Yeah, one of them fucked me. I don't remember which one, but, you know, you and I have been on team spot foul uh, being done away with. So, uh, again, 15 yards solves these problems. I agree with you 100%. 100%. Booger loves talking about turning your head around as a defensive back. Meanwhile, he was a defensive lineman. Um, I fell off the top of a dumpster today and really fucked myself up. (laughs) So many questions. I am sore as fuck still. This is like three days ago. I fell off the top of a dumpster. But so what happened was I climbed to the top of this dumpster and it was in a liquor store parking lot. But they're also doing work on the liquor store, like uh, the the drive and everything. Their Mm -hmm. guys were out there working and black topping all this shit. So I'm on top of this dumpster and I fall and I fucking fell straight down on my elbow, my head and my back to where the wind was knocked out of me. So I'm going, <laughs> well, like four motherfuckers saw me fall, right? Nobody moved. You know what they, they just, do nowadays in 2018? They probably all filmed it. <laughs> they just sat, they were just working away, and I'm laying on my back. That's Fuck, my new, elbows. That's the new 2018. Imagine watching some. I mean, listen, especially someone like you who looks handicapped. Right. Imagine watching someone fall and then not going to help them. Like that's like. And what's worse than that? I didn't think there could be anything worse than that. What's worse than that is whipping out a camera and filming it. Like, yeah, oh, everyone, everyone who's ever filmed a video of someone falling or something happening or a fight breaking out and you're not getting in the middle of it in class, like you should be stabbed in the fucking eye twice. The, I, I'm probably an Instagram story for somewhere. We're someone all pro- I'm probably on a million right now. But I laid on the ground for like a minute, too. It's not like I hit the ground and bounced. Like I fucking laid there. Stop hanging out on dumpsters. Uh, famous last words is a tweet from Rob and no one knows what the fuck it means. No, this is wonderful because I tweeted a picture underneath of it. Oh, God. It says family sold all belongings and moved to a camp in the Netherlands to buy Bitcoin. (laughs) 
So it was a family, family uh, that sold man. everything they had to buy Bitcoin. Dude, like if only kids. someone was out there on Twitter to tell everyone that Bitcoin was a bubble. If only there was somebody out there who in peak like McVeigh fashion, when everyone was the highest on Bitcoin, was shorting the shit out of it and telling everyone that Bitcoin's going to like a thousand. At if only there was one person, Rob. I know who that man is. Who? Who? who would have the- you, you, you nailed you nailed the Bitcoin bubble. Wow. Uh, to a T. Uh, you know, that thing is below 5K right now. And- said, they said, when would you buy Bitcoin? I said a thousand. And it's yeah, not looking so-, so crazy anymore, is it? No, you looked crazy as fuck at 20K, but... Uh, I looked crazy as fuck telling everyone not to draft David Johnson and Leonard Fournette, and I looked crazy as fuck telling everyone Sean McVay's overrated, too. But that's what it takes to be great, Rob. You need to fucking take a stand when no one else I is feel like ready to. the to. same people who said never sell Bitcoin are the same ones that don't think quarterbacks matter and that all interceptions are random. Hashtag, I feel like those are the same guys. It's the same, I think it's the same account. I've never met. I think it's all Derek Cardi, honestly. Uh, but I'm way, ang- excuse me. I'm way angrier than I should be about having to watch a music show during football. Dude, what the fuck was that last night? You took the best football game in the history of the NFL and you put some assholes on a fucking stage singing some dog shit fucking music. And I'm just, I, I can't tell, I was just stewing about it. I'm like, this is fucked, man. I don't know who those people were, but I hope they never I come back watch to my football. I, fucking, I changed the channel. I got too many TVs to watch commercials. Dude, it was so bad. Yeah, the, the beauty of having three TVs in front of me, I'm not fucking watching commercials or fucking music shows. I just who move my attention over to the right and watch the basketball game that's on. McVay has no clue how to close. Boom. I guess we'll call this things Tommy G invented, but I thought I invented it last night when I was going to come on here and tell everyone how overrated McVay was and you beat me to it. And if I was any fan of yours, I guess I would have known that, but I yeah, don't really maybe you should fucking listen to some of my shit or follow some of my shit. Yeah. You dumb fuck. Um, all right. We'll wrap up with this. NFL rule changes, Rob. We do this every week. What's the big rule that you want changed in the NFL? You know what I would love to see is... Uh, Naked chicks. Well, yeah. Uh, forward motion. You know in the CFL yes. where you're yes. allowed to motion forward? Mm-hmm. They're allowed to run uh, up. You know, before, yeah, so. dude. Think about that game last night if forward motion was allowed. <laughs> All, all I can think about today is how, and this is how Roger Goodell should have woke up, is how can I make every football game just like last night? Because if every football game is just like last night, you dominate planet Earth. There's fucking no movie. no Nothing is better than that entertainment that you provided us last night. So one way I think you could accomplish that is allowing forward motion like they do in the CFL. And, uh, and it would increase scoring. It would improve the game. I, I think it would be great. Yeah, I mean, I have a way to to get every game closer to that, um, like last night, and hmm. I think it's pretty obvious. I, 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 it's a frustration that everyone has right now. That everyone in the world, if you've watched a football game, is being just absolutely fed up with what is going on with this. It's it's every fucking play. The thing that I want changed in the NFL, is to ban flags on kickoffs. Let everyone hold on every fucking goddamn kickoff in the NFL there is a flag. Right, Rob? Mm-hmm. Every yep. fucking one. 
There's a flag. Let the players hold. Let them hold. They move the kickoff forward to cause more touchbacks. Touchbacks are boring. Kickoffs are fun, right? I don't want to get rid of kickoffs. That's stupid. You just want to make them safer. That's what they said. It's not safe. We want more touchbacks because of player safety. Well, what's safer than having those fucking guys screaming down the field at 100 miles an hour trying to take your head off allowed to be held at some point along that journey so that they don't have a full head of steam when they get to the fucking ball carrier? It makes it safer. It stops having penalties on every fucking kickoff, which is driving everyone nuts. It will increase field position because kick returners are going to be able to get further downfield with their guys allowed to hold. Increase yeah. field position, then increases scoring, which then increases fan happiness. It's a win across all the angles. It makes for a better game, makes for more scoring. It's a more fun game, and it's a safer game. And it alleviates all the fucking anger from not only the fans, but even the announcers pointed out. It's the nut room. Ban flags on kickoffs. Love it, man. I'm all in on that. Perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it at all. Like, try and punch a hole in it. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Anything that can increase scoring and entertainment and, and limit player injuries at the same time is fucking genius. And then you could fucking take the kickoff and back it back up to where it should have been. I think you kick off in the 15. Forget kicking yeah. off from the 25, 30, moving it up. Just kick off right. from the 15. Just kick off from your own one-yard line. Like, let's mm-hmm. spike these games up. Let's fucking start with short fields. Like, let's get, let's get this shit popping, son. And as long as there's not going to be concussions and flags on every kickoff, fuck it. Let the team start at the 40 if you run one back. And let them fucking start onside kicking more often. Like, let's, let's bring the fun into this fucking league. 100%. Yeah, totally last, agree. last night should have been the blueprint for what the NFL yep. needs, for sure. Yep. So, uh, all right, Rob, we're pretty much out of here. We'll do all our Sunday bets. I haven't even looked at Sunday because I'm so locked into Thursday right now. Um, we'll do our Sunday bets in the articles. Get over to guruelite.com, promo code FREEMONEY20, honey. I'm just kidding. There's no honey. Free money 20 over at guruelite.com. Uh, any package you want, fucking it counts for seven days, counts for VIPs, counts for DFS, counts for everything. Um, just, a, just a fucking great deal. We never do this. We never do a site-wide 20% promo, so... Black Friday is the week that we do it. And uh, MyBookie has those great promotions. You could head over to MyBookie.com, promo code GuruElite, and get your deposit bonus. And then you could dig around MyBookie. You'll see stuff all over it for the free play and all the rules there. Robert, any final words? No. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm out. Okay. So you start with I'm here. We're going to have to think something to play off I'm here. Like, I uh, thought I'm out was that. That's kind of boring. I'm out. See, I tried to slip it you in can't there, put too. I'm out on a T-shirt. Oh. All right. You maybe say like, and then happy Thanksgiving, blah blah. And I'm not here anymore. You know, we'll, we'll think about it. Maybe goodbye is my thing. No, that's stupid too. You need to think t-shirt, <laughs> Rob. Think t-shirt. What could be on it? We're opening up a whole swag store. We're spending a lot of money right. to fucking buy inventory as we speak and start coming up with designs. You can't have the bodies and let's get weird and hit it, Miyagi, and fucking get yourself a library card and all this kind of stuff on shirts. And then you just have, I'm, I'm here. here. So I'm out. Oh, God. You're terrible. Right. We'll for, for this fucking Neanderthal, I'm Tommy G. Good luck. Stay cashing, motherfuckers. That could be on a T-shirt. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy.
Ain't no mercy.